Well, hello, I'm Adrian, and whether you are in the Eden Centre or whether you're watching at home or someplace, uh, I want to take us for another walk uh, this morning. Uh, over the last 18 months, we've been on a number of walks, haven't we? Many of us exploring our locality, but we've also, in recent weeks, uh, as I've been taking us through, uh, looking at several walks uh, in the Bible, looking at several walks that lead to some emotional health in us. So we started off a while back, looked at uh, the walk up the mountain, uh, the uh, mountain of transfiguration and spoke about simplify. Then we had a walk through disappointment and unpacking negative feelings. Remember we talked about the iceberg and if we store up things beneath the waves, uh, we bury them. Um, actually then it can uh, cause trouble later. Uh, I just want to encourage each of us our heart in this season is that we each come out of lockdown and also come out of perhaps a season of pain uh, with health. We find God at work in our hearts as well as through us. He's at work in us. So I want to continue that walking theme uh, a little bit today. And remember, you see, we're on this journey regathering as Open Door Church. Uh, not just regathering, but there's a fresh ignition, praying for a fresh ignition of faith and vision for our future as Open Door. We don't just come back and think, oh, thank goodness that past is over. No, we come back and we just say, God, we are hungry to follow you and lean into you and all that you have. You see, uh, part of the reason of doing this, this series, uh, looking at walking, carrying um, our emotions well, is that as a church, we be equipped to travel light. If we're carrying heavy bags of stuff around from the past or, or present, uh, if we're carrying those bags, then, uh, then I believe it, it clogs us up, it trips up our feet for stepping into all that God has. I, I know that's true for my life. I'm sure it's true for many of us. We know those times when we give to God our junk, he gives to us his grace. In fact, he gives his grace first. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Come, come with all that weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. So God's got a great call, you see, hasn't he? God has a great call for us in Open Door. He's got a call on us for our town and our county. We're going to be a church of influence. He's given us a building, a resource a resource for us to use and for us to uh, serve the town and, and wider from. He's given us gifted men and women. God has given us a rich resource. So let's be those that, Lord, be working in me that we travel light. So I'm going to look at three resources that Jesus gives us for a walk. Uh, the Bible talks about walk. Sometimes it talks about a race running the race. Actually, also, sometimes uh, Paul talks about uh, avoiding a shipwreck, so uh, not having a shipwreck. So if you like these, the verse going to look like talks uh, about a shipwreck, uh, but it's, it's the same principle. When we're on a walk, what does God give us? So it's 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 and 19. 1 Timothy 1, 18 to 19. Paul to Timothy Paul, apostle, Timothy, pastor, teacher in Ephesus. Uh, what would you say as an apostle to a pastor? Paul says this, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you. Based on the prophetic words 
spoken about you earlier. My instructions are based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you. The instructions and the prophetic words help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling, cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences and as a result their faith has been shipwrecked. Um, or to walk, use a walk analogy, uh, they've tripped up, fell over, and they're now out of the walk. And so here's the resources he talks about. My instructions, prophetic words, faith in Christ, and conscience, a clear conscience. So they're all in this context of uh, being an influence, uh, taking this walk and avoiding shipwrecks, completing the journey. Paul talks about them, actually, they're like weapons. These prophetic words and the instructions, they help you fight. Isn't that great to know that God has given us everything we need? So what are, let's look at these three things briefly. Prophetic words, 1 Corinthians 14 says this, let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities, the Spirit's the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And verse 3, but he who prophesies strengthens others, encourages others, and comforts others. Strengthen, encourage, and comfort. So prophetic words, they come to encourage, comfort, and strengthen us. Paul says, desire them, contend for them. Why? Because they keep us strong. Can you visualize? Can you visualize a church full of those strengthened, encouraged, and comforted by God's prophetic words? So prophetic words, they're, they're not just uh, words that we might say, hey, hey, you know, great job, that looks good. Um, thank you for doing that. Prophetic words have a, there's not an anointing, there's a, a breath of God about them. They're inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, they come uh, from as it were, the, the Holy Spirit speaking something to us that we pass on, so we prophesy to others. And they might include scripture, they might include some sort of picture, uh, something that God has shown us that's, that's helpful. Uh, it comes as if God is speaking, God is speaking to them. There's a sense of God's weightiness about it. So Paul is reminding Timothy, remember what God has said, remember those prophecies. So I wonder, can you remember, can we remember some prophecies for us as Open Door? Let's get those out, they help us fight. But also things that God has spoken to us, things that resonate, come back to us time and time again. A sense of the weightiness of God, we believe God has spoken them. I trust that you keep, keep a record of those things. Uh, maybe jot them down, keep a, a notebook just to jot down those things. I think God is saying, sometimes we share them with others, other people. This is what I sense God's saying. What, what do you think? Can we pray about this? Do, do you agree? And we can help each other in that. You know, over the last year, personally, um, I've been through some tough times, but I've found strength as I've reminded myself of the prophetic words that God has spoken. And we can do the same, each of us. The Holy Spirit loves to speak. Friends, even as a church, we can be those that release prophetic words for others to hold on. Now our prayer, Dave and I, our prayer is that 
the atmosphere of Open Door releases prophetic creativity in all its variety. We've seen a bit, but actually there's so much more. Prophetic art, prophetic creativity, dance, drama, prophetic words, words of knowledge, prophetic shaping that steers and leads us. We're so thankful for some of these things, but God has more. So I'm just going to pause here and I'm going to pray. You see, I want to pray for any of us who you feel your lips have been sewn up. Uh, maybe you felt restricted for whatever reason in last years. Um, you know, sometimes we feel a bit tangled up. Uh, sometimes it's a bit like we've got some like cobwebs on our face and they've just, prophecy has dried up. So I want to pray for a fresh release of prophecy amongst us. So wherever you are, maybe just put your fingers on your lips because I want to speak freedom. I speak freedom for the spirit of prophecy to be poured out and poured upon Open Door Church. I speak freedom and grace and permission and release. I just undo any cobwebs. I just blow on them. I just blow. You can blow cobwebs, can't you? They're, they're not great thick branches. I just blow. I blow on the cobwebs over our lips and over our artistic creativity, over our words. And I release in the name of Jesus any who feel bound, unable uh, to prophesy. Any restriction, any lack of permission, I speak with the authority of God to say, be released in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, thank you. It's a gift. Prophetic words are a gift. They help keep us from shipwreck. And then Paul says something else to Timothy. He says, Timothy, with prophetic words, also uh, with faith, with faith. He says this, based on prophetic words spoken about you so that they can help you fight well, cling to your faith in Christ. So let me just talk a bit about faith there. We have uh, foundations, if you like. We have doctrines that we hold to dearly. Some we are closed hand, in a sense, the deity of Christ, his death, resurrection and ascension. And we're, we're sure about those. They are like foundations. We have aspects of our faith that we would have different views on, uh, in a sense, as, a, as, a, as a, a sense of being open-handed about them. But faith that's just, if you like, uh, based on facts, may, you know, maybe it's written down, it's in books or something, uh, Faith like that, but that doesn't touch our life, in one sense, is not really faith at all. The faith that Paul's talking about is an active, believing faith. So I can talk uh, all I like in a sense of, okay, yeah, I have faith that aeroplanes can fly. Um, I can understand the aerodynamics and the wings and all the rest. But actually, my faith is proved when I get on a plane and say, okay, pilot and mechanical um, aerodynamics is down to you. So we can talk about faith, but friends, the question is, Paul's saying, cling to it. Let's live it. Let's live it. And I challenge myself. I, I can look at ourselves. Does my life show faith? Or does it show something else? How's my life different from my neighbours or anyone else in my street? As a follower of Jesus, he calls us to faith. Paul says, Timothy, cling to faith. I want to ask each of us again at this time, how's faith in our hearts? Is it alive and well, or has it got swamped by the emotion, the buried iceberg? 
as it got squeezed, as it given way to fear, Paul says, Timothy, remember the prophecies and cling to faith. Let's be those that feed ourselves. Well, where does faith come from? It's a gift of God. We feed ourselves on his word. We do read the word, the books. We nourish ourselves so that it becomes part of us. And then we follow what it says. We understand that God fulfills his promises. We're going to have a week of prayer at the start of July. And one of the things that we'll look at will be what has God promised? Promise for open door, the prophecies, but also what is he promised? What's in his word? Because we can bring those promises with confidence to God. Say, God, you've said, you have promised. So friends, let's be those that cling to faith. Let's put down the other stuff that stops us clinging. It's called repentance, change our thinking. I can't cling to this, I will cling to faith. I will cling to faith and trust in you. Now when we take knocks, COVID, sometimes it shows us the things that we've been clinging onto weren't really sufficient. And the grace of God in this season has helped us, even as a church, to look at some of the things that, and the ways that we've been doing. So, okay, we don't want to cling just because we've done some of these things. We want to cling to faith. So we're asking, God, what are you speaking? What are you showing us? How are you leading? And then finally, Paul says, remember the prophecies, cling to faith, Timothy. He says, and with a clear conscience, a clear conscience. Friends, that's why we clear the junk out of our hearts because the junk otherwise poisons our conscience. Have you ever been around, walked around and you're holding strong negative emotion with someone or something, like a grudge, maybe angry, unforgiveness? It, it pollutes us, doesn't it? It, it doesn't just like spill out about person X or the situation. It, it touches our lives. And it even gets in us like when we're trying to pray and we're suddenly reminded and, and out it bubbles. Friends, Paul says to Timothy, keep a clear conscience. And so again, we want to encourage each of us. Let's be those who have, um, if you like, short memories of grudges against each other. We forgive. We forgive those who hurt us, those that let us down. Uh, let's be those that keep our conscience clean and true. How do we know it's clean and true? We check, do I look and sound like Jesus? He's our measure. He's our measure of a conscience, of a clean conscience. And part of conscience, when we hear prophecy, when we receive prophecy, let's be very cautious about prophecy that doesn't sit well with our conscience. It feels like it was like put on us. It feels like I didn't really have much room to, um, to weigh this prophecy. Sometimes, for all sorts of reasons, prophecies can get laid on us and they, they just they don't sit well. Actually, we are, have permission from God to disregard those prophecies. We have permission from God to not have to carry around an unsettled conscience. Now our conscience needs cleansing daily, weekly, our lives. We're cleansed through the word and spirit. We're cleansed as we understand what God says so we know what it says, what his word says. But our conscience, it helps us fight. It helps us avoid shipwrecks. Prophetic words help us. God's uh, a sense of faith in our hearts as well as uh, a clear conscience. This is what Paul says to the Hebrew, uh, 
It's not Paul. This is what the the writer says to Hebrews. Uh, We don't know who wrote it, do we? There is much more we could say about this. Hebrews 5, uh, verse 12. You've been believers so long that you ought to be teaching others, but instead you need someone to teach you the basic things about God's word. You're like babies that need milk and you can't eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Verse 14, solid food though is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognise the difference between right and wrong. So we practice our conscience. We ask others, we seek the Holy Spirit's leading of our conscience. So I want to pray, I want to pray again for any of us where you feel your conscience has been damaged, your conscience, maybe something was laid on you, some restriction was laid on you, maybe it was spoken over you. Uh, Even sometimes we can receive it from those in authority, parents, teachers, even church leaders. So I wanna pray for freedom for our consciences before God. You know, have you ever done one of those, those online personality surveys? You know, they we do them online, and it, it tells you about ourselves, and we read that and think, oh yeah, oh that's a bit me, oh that's not really me, and maybe even a few years back as as a church, we looked at strength finders, and uh, and maybe it sat with you, may, maybe it didn't, maybe it troubled you, so rather than helping you, perhaps it like entangled you, and it, it it's tangled you up in like in a bit of a spider's web, and your conscience was troubled by it, even perhaps you couldn't say why. So I want to pray for any of us who feel like we've got cobwebs in our minds. We've prayed for prophetic words, free. Now I'm going to pray for our consciences, our minds, our our hearts, that they would be free from any cobwebs that have restricted us from being who we are. I I need to be like this. That's what I was told. That's what it was set. Now actually we want to speak freedom. The Spirit of God brings liberty. So I speak freedom to you today. Again, I blow on the cobwebs of thinking and restrictions in our heads and hearts. I blow in the name of Jesus and I break, I break online surveys. I break the restrictions of surveys that says we're like this or like that. This is how it must be. No, I set you free in Jesus' name. I set you free. I almost like want to tear up the rule book because at the end of the day, it's the spirit that gives life. It's his words that give life. Anything else uh, is, a, is a pale um, replica of his freedom. So I give you permission to tear up any rules, any restrictions that people have spoken over you, uh, even leaders, anybody that has spoken it, I give permission and I give you freedom. We give you freedom as elders to think free, to be free to know the freedom of the holy spirit in his leading in your lives as we love one another as we serve one another as we submit to one another but there's freedom and grace so in jesus name i break the power of cobwebs over our thinking i break the power of cobwebs over our prophesying and i break the power of cobwebs that limit our faith and restrict us, get us to walk a tightrope when God brings us to a spacious place. I set us free and I pronounce freedom in open door church in Jesus' name. I speak his grace, I speak his love over our mouths, 
our heads and our hearts. In your wonderful name, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to finish there. If there's anything that I've touched on, you want to come back and talk with me or Dave, seek some wise counsel, find some further freedom, uh, please come and talk to us. We're all on a journey of finding and walking into further freedom. As elders, as individuals, young and old, it's a continual journey, but the Spirit leads us. And Jesus welcomes us as we take every step. So let me encourage you, let us encourage you in this season as we step forwards. Let's know God's unlimited grace, his boundless love, and his freedom for us as Open Door. God bless you.